0: Hello, and welcome to the Neutral Zone. Christmas has come early for you lot. Uh, we were lucky enough to have the newly appointed Team GB manager, Jonathan Rudland, and coach David Poole on the pod to talk about all things GB. And without further ado, let's dive into hear what they had to say. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining It should be. Should be a pretty good episode i think a lot of people i've chatted to have been quite excited about um hearing what you guys got to say so um yeah kick it off um give us a bit of an introduction about an introduction about yourselves go on dave i'll let you go first cool so
1: uh, my name is david i'm uh an avid keen dodgeballer in um in the uk been on the scene for a while now um around 10 years um Initially started playing at University of Derby. Uh, since played for Meteors and now um, most recently the Leamington Spartans. Um, and been involved with international dodgeball for a while. Initially um, playing for Wales for a few years. Um, and upon kind of retirement from playing internationally, was approached by um, Jonathan uh, to join the coaching team for England, which is where I've been for the last two, uh, coming up to three years. Brilliant, and
2: um, yeah, um, so I'm very similar to Dave, uh, where I've been playing now for for ten years. Again, um, started off at university, um, and then transitioning to Bedford Eagles, where I've been playing now for the last four, maybe five years, I think. Um, so yeah, been been involved for a long time uh, internationally. I was part of the coaching team that set up England Lions back in 2010, um, which was really excited to be a part of form in England and what that process was and then took a little bit of a break um, to concentrate on studies and then got back involved around 2015, I think it was uh, back involved when Jess was manager um, as a coach initially and then when Jess uh, moved on, uh, got approached to become manager. So uh, it's been quite an exciting journey to to take England from the very basics where we were, were literally just one or two teams um now to have kind of free teams where they're competing at great levels, I suppose, and now the the next challenge of G B
0: Yes that leads on that leads on quite nicely. So yeah, for for the, the sort of high level reason why you're why you're on this pod, give us a little bit of a a little bit of a flavour of what it is you guys have planned. Yeah.
2: So I think GB has been on British Dodgeball's uh, to-do list, I suppose, since they formed over a year ago now. Um, I think they were looking to do something a little bit different to what had been done in the past. And they're now kind of pushing forward with kind of the British Dodgeball brand and and looking to form a, a team GB to be able to compete on the international scene as well. So. Um, it's been really exciting, and it's great to to be involved. And I'm sure to have Dave on board
0: with me as well it is great. Yeah, well, like you said, um, Team GB is in pretty safe hands as someone who's built England from the foundations up, at the very least. Um, yeah, I suppose sort of the question on everyone's lips is sort of what is the sort of motivation and objective behind. Uh, behind this formation of Team GB? Go on, Dave. I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> he has the difficult ones.
1: <laughs> um, what's my motivation for GB? Well, um, it, just I think the biggest thing for me was you know this is an opportunity not to like... I've had a great opportunity and I, I've thoroughly loved coaching within England. Um, I'm still very passionate about the guys we've got in England, the guys and the girls. Um, and you know, still invested in that massively. But this is kind of a new challenge for us. This is kind of um, the first step, which is kind of like a six-month project for both John and myself around, you know, what can we do with the best players, not just from where we're coming from around England, but actually accessing the talent within the home nations as well. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to look at um, players from all over, as it is Great Britain, and. Previously, it'd be from a kind of like a um, you know observational point of view about when we're playing them playing against them competitively, but now it's actually looking at these players. How can we utilise them? Um, you know, and this is we've got the the players, the best players around. How are we going to put them? You know, form teams together. How are we going to get the best out of these individual athletes to get the best teams? Um, which is very exciting. And um, I think on then the other side of it, we've got the opportunity to look into a totally different playing style and ball type. Um, uh, Again, with the best players around, which is going to be very exciting. Um, It's going to be very challenging, trying to understand, you know, the tactics of it and what is the GB playing style going to be. Um, But that's part of the fun of it, I guess. That's why we do this. Um, But, um, you know, we've got a clean slate um, to go into that with um, and we've got then the best players to select from. So it's a huge opportunity for us to to do something new, try something out. Um, and see how it goes, um, obviously in April later next year. Yeah, I think as well, um with what we're
2: doing, I think the best way that we're looking at it at the moment in terms of the current setup is comparing it to the British and Irish lines in rugby. So we're looking to form a team that we feel has the the opportunity to mix the players of the four home nations teams. Um, to then go and compete against some incredible teams that we haven't had the opportunity to do before. So for us, it's very much about merging the the home nation teams and, and really putting out a true British team that we feel are, are going to be able to compete and be the best around the world. I think looking more longer term, it's also going to allow us to build an academy setup that is going to be fully elite. So when we use the term elite, we mean what we've done with England previously, where we've, we've started to double with kind of specialists behind the scenes and we've taken that step forward. We really want to take that to the next level with GB. And what we're hoping that's going to allow to do is then, longer term, that's going to be able to filter down to all four home nations. So those staff that will be potentially involved behind the scenes with GB will then also be working with Wales, be working with Northern Ireland, Scotland and also England to, to make sure that there's that education and understanding at all levels, at international standards, so we can improve the knowledge of not just GB players, but we're trying to improve the knowledge of all four home nations as well. Longer term,
0: okay, that's, quite, that's very interesting to hear the, uh, the analogy to the British and Irish Lions. I suppose with the um, with the Atlantic Cup that you were alluding to, um, I suppose uh, is that representative in the In the short term, at least of the direction that Team G will be looking to looking to go in. I think the the true direction of 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 where
1: British Dodgeville are wanting to take GB and where John and I see it going is is you know actually it's we we know what we're doing short term. um we know the current goal is um, we're we're looking at getting mean uh, some incredible athletes um, together forming four teams. Um, to perform at the Atlantic Cup and then and then sort of evaluate you know what went well, what didn't go well, you know, what opportunities are there, and then reevaluate what's the direction um of GB. Um and that's definitely where I'm at. I'm you know really focusing on the short term um goal which is you know let's let's do as best as we can um at the Atlantic Cup. Let's show what you know GB can do um across two ball types um and then across obviously the men's and the women's um that's my my short term goal and then what we can do after that is evaluate what went really well, what didn't, um,
0: and then pick up with British Dodgeball around you know the direction. Okay, it's interesting to hear that you're quite open minded um once the Atlantic Cup is done and dusted and the dust has settled a little bit. Um yeah, yeah. To, yeah, properly gauge the uh I suppose the sort of overall viewpoint of the players and of the home nations of the dodgeball community as a whole it's good to hear yeah, you that's, that's it yeah
2: definitely I think, I think we've got a very passionate community I think that's definitely the right term within British dodgeball and I think over the last year that's, that's really grown and we've, we've started to see more and more people get involved in the sport um, in terms of what's happening behind the scenes more and more people playing the sport and, and we're at a fantastic opportunity and I think we'd be silly to sit here and say we've got a, a 10 year plan um, because it's all very new to us, and we want to make sure that every step we do it is analysed, right. and we we do it in the right way for the correct way for the British Dazwell community, but also for an elite G- team GB team. And and we don't know after April, having just played in one competition that's just a one day competition, we don't know what that's that's going to look like afterwards. So we need to be really open minded, as as you said, to to make sure that we we don't rush into things and commit to. Saying we're going to be competing at X, Y, and Z, um, when after April
0: that might might not be the right step to take. Yeah, well, I think that um, as from a from a Welsh perspective, um, and I know that Scotland and Northern Ireland will have may have similar viewpoints, but uh, it's uh, it was a concern of mine certainly that whether Team GB was going to essentially usurp the four home nations um competing opportunities and maybe long term that will be the case but by the sounds of it, there's no immediate uh, no immediate change for the f- four home nations No uh, definitely
2: no definitely not and uh, that's something we've, when we were interviewed for the positions I think both me and Dave said it separately that we didn't want the home nations teams to be disbanded straight away or within the next six months because there is a level of competition that is great and we know at the previous Euros, the competition between the four home nations is really high and they're the teams that are finishing consistently in the top three, top four all the time and I think it would be a backward step to, to on, in the short term stop those players to be able to compete at that level. And um, I think there will come a point in the long-term future where, there might be a conversation that the G B team becomes the team to compete on the elite stage of international, so potentially at Euros or potentially at Worlds. But again, it there's there's lots of conversations to be had and
0: timing's gonna be key to that. Okay. That's um yeah, again, good to hear that you're keeping an open mind with where this where this can go and aren't committing to anything anything too rash. It's good to hear. Um Yes I suppose as as it is your as it is your main goal let's talk a little bit more about the about the Atlantic Cup. Um so yeah you've alluded to it a little bit but give us a quick rundown of about what the about what the Atlantic Cup is for our listeners who may not may not have heard of it. So um the Atlantic Cup is the
2: first competition of its kind. So um it's going to involve four countries so it's going to involve the first GB team, of course, um, it's going to involve Austria, and then it's going to involve Team USA dodgeball. So that is for what some people may know as the WDBF uh U- USA team. Um, so this will be the first time either Austria or any GB athletes would have competed against these players, and then also we'll be taking on in what people again would call the WDBF uh, Team Canada team as well. Um, so. Those four teams are going to be competing across two ball types. So, as Dave mentioned earlier, we're going to be competing at cloth and at foam. And then there will also be a male and female competition in each ball type. So, it really is going to be the first time um, in World dodgeball where, at this level, two ball types are going to be used in in a competition to decide a winner, which is really exciting. And what we're really hoping is that this is starting to break down those barriers between foam, cloth, rubber... Um, and different ball types to showcase that we're all playing dodgeball. And that's what we all love at the end of the day. We all love throwing balls at each other. And it doesn't matter whether you're using rubber or cloth or foam. Um, Of course, different abilities and skill sets are used within those styles of play. But to have a competition where we're starting to have both ball types um, playing against each other, especially as the two major international ball types, then that's going to be really
0: exciting to see. Yeah, definitely a step in the right direction. I suppose uh, I I question whether it will be well. It will be interesting to see in any respects um, with the Team USA and Team Canada presumably being far more familiar with foam ball than both GB and Austria, and vice versa. The Team, Team GB and Austria tend to specialize in cloth more. I would expect than the uh, Canada and USA teams do you do you anticipate it being not necessarily a whitewash one way or the other um no i don't i
1: think um absolutely you've got Austria, which is a, um, a very good um setup they compete at the highest level uh with cloth um as do um every home nation team if you look at the performances of the home nation teams at euros um and the, recently the world cup um you know, you've got some of the best um, teams and also then the best players playing in those teams, at, at, you know, amongst Austria and GB. So we'll be putting in, um, but I expect that both GB and Austria are going to be competing very highly within cloth. Um, but um, we've got very intelligent players who play cloth at the highest level. We'll be able to transfer them across the foam. Um and possibly adopt a different playing style than what America and um, or team you are saying, Team Canada, will bring across. But it doesn't necessarily mean we won't be able to compete with them. I think we'll we'll play tactically different, but I still think we will be able to compete against them.
2: I think it's going to be a, a really interesting matchup. Really, um, it's going to be the first time that a lot of European players are going to be competing at a high level in Fame. Um, we're quite lucky where a lot of our Experienced players, a few of them, have travelled abroad, um, mainly to Australia in the past, and have have got quite a lot of foam experience between them. Um, So there's quite some interesting players that have got foam experience. I think if you looked at uh, Canada and USA, again, I think their experience with cloth in their setup has has been limited. So I don't know which way really it's going to go. I don't think it will be as one-sided as people may think. I think there's gonna be some upsets in there. Um there's some incredible athletes across all four teams and I'm sure teams are gonna be able to pick up each other's rule sets and ball types very quickly because everyone involved in those teams are, are great athletes. So it's gonna be who can adapt quicker to the newer ball type I think that's gonna take the gold really in
0: this in this tournament. Yeah. Yeah it's gonna be going to be great to watch in any case. I suppose so how how are Team G B approaching the uh how how are they approaching the tournament? Uh as in are are players likely to be cloth specialists and foam specialists within the G B setup? Is that gonna be reflecting um, their their skill? Absolutely. Pattern? Yeah, so what
1: what we're currently looking at um is we're currently going through a um coach selection process where we've obviously, uh, British Dodge will have um, kind of put the vacancy and asked people to apply. We've approached people as well um, to make sure that we're getting in the right people to be able to um, support the players and make sure that everyone is prepared um, for the tournament. Um, The next step for the entire coaching team is that, um, so following... uh, each home nation, sorry, um, so the coaching team and managing the management team of each home nation has um, been approached and asked to nominate uh, players from their setups who they believe uh, should be um, given the opportunity to trial for GB. Um, and then from that, we've then uh, the coaching team within GB will go through that and then offer our invites to players to come to um, what it will be as a GB trial. Um, from at that GB trial, um, every player there will. Um, be playing both foam and cloth Um, and then after that session we'll then be selecting as a coaching team um, we'll be selecting players um, to basically go into one of um, four uh, categories so um, the categories being cloth or foam men's or women's um, and um, players may still train in both so we will probably still train as a full men's squad at both ball types, but we'll have players who are nominated specifically just for cloth or they'll be nominated specifically for just foam.
2: I think it's going to be quite
1: important as well for us.
2: Um, We've got coaches that we've got in mind uh, to join the team that have got experience at foam, which is great to see, Um, and it's going to be really valuable for us. We don't know exactly how many players are going to take to foam um, across both male and female squads we don't know that there might be players that are good enough to play in both ball types. So we're still really open-minded to seeing what the athletes are going to show us um, and what we're going to select uh, to make sure that we select, in our eyes, the best players for those squads. And if so, there happens to be three players that are fantastic at Foam and fantastic at cloth and they show the ability to be able to play both ball types, then we're going to be open to those players to, to playing in them both. But again, um, it might be that we have players that are
0: very strictly in either squad. Yeah, I suppose... um, Yeah, good to hear that you're getting... um, getting input from the other home nations management teams about about players who you think would be good candidates to have in Team GB. Because I know that with your... Uh, with your history of being stalwarts in English management, as well as being players in the English League, coupled with the fact that England are the highest performing home nation and last year I proved that off to a tee. It's... It could be... It it may well end up being rightly or wrongly that Team GB is dominated by by English players. Um, yeah, I, Maybe that's an unfair crit- maybe that's an unfair question. Think, so, no, no, if, not at all. Go on, Dave. I I think, think, um, go, yeah, I, I think um absolutely
1: there's you know, um I've heard that personally already. People, um, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinions. Um and that's where we're expanding the coaching team. You know, we'll have players, um sorry, uh, we'll have coaches on the coaching team who that uh, they're not involved with England, they may be involved with other home nations. Um but that's also why we're engaging with the other home nations' um, management and coaching teams. We could actually, we could actually one, um, we don't want to be coming across bias, and that's not is that, that's um, not what we want. We want to pick the best team for um, for, for GB. Um, but also, um, you know, we know the England players inside out because we've been investing in them for the last two years. Um, but as does the Scotland, Northern Ireland, and Wales t- uh, management teams. So we've got to be utilizing. Um, you know the time they've invested in their teams because they know their players um, inside out, and they'll be able to put them forward. Um, so if we weren't if we weren't doing that, we weren't we wouldn't be doing our jobs properly. So um, you know that's a huge opportunity opportunity for us to get you know get the um, the right people um, nominated. You know they'll attend trials, and then we'll go from there. And we'll they'll get the opportunity to play amongst the rest of the best of um, all the other home nations, and that's when we get the opportunity to pick the players fairly. Yeah, I, I agree with
2: Dave. I think it can come across that as both people currently involved in the G B setup are from the England squad, uh England setup, and I can see where it's very easy to, to turn around and say that could be biased. I think what um me and Dave have been involved with for the last couple of years with England is in terms of our preparations for the England team is we've we've analyzed every single player in the European game. we we know so much about the home nation's players that maybe they don't know about themselves. And we've got that knowledge. So I'm a hundred percent sure that we're going to pick the best British team um, to go out there and compete. And we're not looking at quotas for five Welsh, five Northern Irish, five Scottish, five English, because we need to be sure that we are selecting the best British players. And we know that they're, there is the talent across all four home nations teams that can provide players. And having input from the managers and coaches from those teams to to nominate as well has been a really good experience because I think um, there's been a, a couple of players that have been nominated that maybe haven't had an opportunity to compete maybe at a European Championships or have just joined the squad. And it's good to know that there's new players still coming through that we're also going to consider for GB. I think the the other important thing for people to know as well is that um we have taken the advice of the home nations managers from the squads that are currently in the home nations, but we're also going to be considering players that aren't currently in an international setup uh, or players that may have been previously involved in an international setup so absolutely anyone that is British um or has british residency for example um, is able to be potentially picked for g b and that's that's great as well, because we need to make sure that we we've, we've got the best players that we can possibly pick,
1: yeah, I think just on on top of that as well we, um it's we're also um obviously we we know what we're looking for in regards to players for cloth, but actually for foam is it's a different uh playing style it's a different throwing technique as well, so um some of it is around actually looking at have they got the raw, have players got the raw ability and could they possibly perform at, at, at foam and then they'll get the shot at trials. Um, but also, um, in regards to players we're looking at selecting, is um, we want um, it's it's all about players who can perform within a team. Um, we've got a very short period of time to iron this team out post selection. It's all about players who obviously are very good dodgeballers. They've got to be able to. Um, you know, hit a certain fitness level, but actually, it's about work ethic and team team um, teamwork. People who fit in amongst a team will play as part of a team and can play at an intelligent level, switching between tactics, um, which is is going to be is going to be challenging, but very fun at the same time. I think um, it's going to be a, a new challenge for all the players who are selected to try and suddenly switch to playing with different players. Um, but that's part of um, you know part of the fun of it. I think as
2: well, we, me and Dave have sat down and as people may have seen on the, the British Dodgeball post when uh, we were announced as manager and head coach um, that for us, what's happening with British Dodgeball now is there's a huge group of, of junior players that are looking up to the adult players and being a role model um, for GB is going to be so important for that. We need to make sure that those players that are going to be putting on the GB shirt for the first time are. Those players that all these junior players can look up to and and have as a role model and aspire to be them, and that they're playing in the in the correct way and have the correct manners and are playing as a team member, and they're not just in it for themselves or they're just trying to be the best they can be. But if they can do that within the team environment, that's going to be really important for us.
0: No, I'm pleased you got that on your on your agenda and yeah it does it's yeah it is a, it is a team sport at the end of the day and it's probably one of the things i love most about the sport is the the good nature in which it's played in uh almost every level of the game uh so yeah it's really really good that you're trying to keep that keep that uh rife across team gb yeah so you mentioned a little bit about your uh, you haven't got long to iron to iron the team out before the Atlantic Cup kicks off. So what is what is the what is the short term short term plan up until uh the first ball is thrown? So um we've got a, a number of things to, to get done.
2: So in the background already there's been kind of logistical things being looked into, um branding, kits, all of that sort of fun stuff, I suppose, of of creating that Team uh, GB brand. So British Jobs will have been great um, in in coming up with a a new logo for the team and coming up with uh, various kit designs as well. So in the next few weeks, you're going to see a little bit more media um, being released around that as well. So the brand of Team GB, so that's exciting. Um, In the short term, as as Dave mentioned, we've got to select our coaches. Um, So we'll be having a conversation very soon around uh, who is going to be involved in our coaching backroom staff team. So what's that going to look like? And then we'll be, along with those coaches, selecting scouts for the future as well. So people that are going to be uh, in and around home nation leagues, so the Scottish Super League, which is launched today, and then the Welsh uh, leagues as well um, and Northern Irish leagues. So we're going to have a presence on the ground, being able to report back to us how players are playing in those leagues. And then um, after that, we'll be looking at at selecting the players. So people will know, uh, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, um, we'll be looking at selecting the squad before December, or end of December, sorry. Not before before December, no. Not before December. (laughs) It's good to know. Um, So by the end of December, before Christmas, um, people will know um, if they've been selected for the GB team. And then there'll be a, a public announcement of the squad that we've selected. And then we'll be looking to work with those squads of players um, in, a, in a trial in the January session. And and then the players from that January session will then go on to to be the players that we then train with in the lead up to, to the Atlantic Cup. So it's all very busy. Um, in between that as well, the Home Nations teams have got the Home Nations leagues, which is really exciting as well for, for those teams. So we're going to make sure that We've got a presence within GB attending those games um, to make sure how people are playing and really building that team up. Um, There'll be a lot of work off the court as well for those players. So we'll be looking at players' nutrition and their fitness routines and things like that. So players are going to get a lot of resources and help in the background. And these aren't just going to be delivered at the training sessions, but they'll be delivered online um, and in. In various different formats to make sure that every single player has got all the resources they need
0: to to be in the best possible shape in April. Pretty busy four months ahead, I suppose. uh, Just to pick up on one thing that you said, you were saying that before Christmas, um, players will know uh, whether they've been selected for GB. And I saw, uh, I know there's been posts on uh, posts from British Dodgeball about the first training session being in January. Um, so is so the selection before Christmas is that essentially people who you are inviting to trial or is that you'll have picked the team that will play in the Atlantic Cup?
1: No, so the the, the first, yeah, so the first session we have in January will be as um a such a GB trial. Um, okay. So this will be um uh, the list which is um. Uh, been handed to us from the Home Nations and via um, kind of the scouts and the coaching team. Um, we'll be inviting um, a larger, so compared to, say, um, will be a larger number of people given the opportunity to trial for GB. And then from the people who trial, we'll be then selecting the relevant um, players for um, men's, women's foam and cloth. Um, this gives us the opportunity for um, possibly, mostly probably just to see um, Give as many players as possible the opportunity to play foam, and gives us then the opportunity to, um, uh, you know, establish what, um, are there any people we wouldn't have considered, etc. Gives everyone the opportunity to, to try foam, and then for us to pick the the right people for that squad. Um, and then it also the same within cloth. It gives us the opportunity to um, try as many different people because um, it's not just about how well you can perform by yourself. It's about how well do you fit in amongst the players around you because. We've not got a lot of time, so we need to make sure we're picking the right personalities
0: as well as the right athletes. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's kind of why I raised that question because I thought it was a little bit premature to uh, to select a squad before you've even seen. Before you've probably oh, seen any of them play. Absolutely, and that first session, it will be. It's huge for us to
1: to see obviously the players playing cloth. Absolutely, but it's going to be huge for us seeing how players play foam. Um, especially for as much as we're getting some coaches on board with foam experience, it's going to be huge for us just to see and start understanding uh, foam, foam tactics and what does GB foam kind of style of play look like. Um, so that's going to be a huge um, learning curve from us uh, as a coaching team to to start looking into. Okay, this is the playing style that we're going to we're going to look at delivering in regards to foam because um, it's going to be. Um, I wouldn't say it's going to be entirely different to what we want to do with cloth, but it's definitely going to be different in in some aspects. So it's going to be a big learning curve
0: for us. Yeah, one one thing that's uh, playing on my mind is, are are the both of you still still involved in England in the higher powers? Um, and like you said, you've got a busy four months ahead uh, with Team GB ahead of April. And uh is England gonna essentially carry on as normal for you guys? Yeah. Um so when we uh were again approached by G B
2: uh, I think it was something that me both me and Dave were very keen to continue. Um because of the the short term British dodgeball vision of, of Team G B being very much of it's just the Atlantic Cup. Um we're still going to be involved in England in, in exactly the same positions. And that's going to be like that for the foreseeable future until there is a, a clear vision of what GB is going to become. And um, I think me, both me and Dave have invested an awful lot of time into England. And I think it, for us at this moment in time where GB is, I think it would be really disappointed to have to step away from that. Um, and to make sure that if England are, are going to be competing past the 20 euros um, then we're, we're still involved in that as well because I think that's something we're both still very passionate about as well
1: I think as well we're in a we're in a very um fortunate position that we've got a lot of um, people um within the the England uh, coaching and kind of support staff roles um already established so it does allow us um, to continue operating within England in our the same capacity but we've got we've got a lot of people behind the scenes who do a lot of work within england as well um so it's not just john and myself who do do that work so actually um you know it it does it gives an opportunity for some of the coaches to do um kind of a tiny bit more which is great um but it doesn't mean that we're not we we're, we're stepping back it just allows us to to invest the right amount of time in both england and gb um without letting either of them um kind of have um well, Skip, skip off focus as
2: such. Yeah, no, we make sure that, that both teams get get the support and, and focus that they need. We're, we're very lucky at England, as Dave's mentioned, that we've, we've built up a, a large staff team that does share an awful lot of the, the workload now. So it's not just Dave and myself running it. And we, we hope that GB will become the same. So it will be very much a, a team effort from the staff and the coaches that we're going to be uh looking at working with over the next four months um, to make sure that it is a team effort towards selection. So that will be happening within England and happening within GB as well, which is is great to see and to have the opportunity to do that from scratch with GB and to work with a variety of different coaches from different backgrounds is is really exciting for us
0: as well. Definitely sounds like GB is in safe hands at any rate. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much done it for my list of questions. Um, yeah anything else you anything else you want to raise or talk about No I think really just as a as a little bit of a, a closing statement is that
2: we're we've really been quite surprised about after the g b coach call out that British Dodgeball put out a, a couple of weeks ago now kind of the variety of different people that that want to be involved, and I think that message is still very much out there if if there are people that are wanting to be involved, whether that is in a different role than coach. We're, we're open to, to listening and working with people from different countries, from, from the sport, to, to make sure that British and teams have the best opportunity to go to the Atlantic Cup and, and going uh, the best they possibly can. So I'm sure uh, we're going to be creating a team that everyone involved in the British Doctrine community is going to be proud of. And it's going to be uh, a step in a huge direction. That, of course, I think, with where Dodgeville could be going in the next twenty to thirty years, um, the Team GB step is is a huge step for us to take, and is going to be one that, at the moment, is a, a and definitely was when it was announced. But I think with the hard work, this is definitely a, a real step in the right direction. And, and who knows if we use that term Olympics uh, within the next fifty years, if if the sport ever has an opportunity to to be on that stage or be on a world game stage or something like that we're making the steps forward now and uh, that are going to prepare us to if we get ever get that opportunity to to compete on that level uh, as best as we possibly can and we're not reacting to maybe that announcement in 20 years time or so we're doing the hard work now so the foundations are laid to make sure that that when we have the opportunity which i'm sure we will one day um it's not going to be a rush panic of, oh, we need to put together Team GB now. And Team GB will have been going for a long amount of time and it will just be a seamless process going towards that goal. Cool. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah, thanks to both John and Dave for their time and for some nice transparency about what they have planned for this venture. Uh, Yeah, thanks also to everyone who got in touch in any shape or form with any questions they wanted answering. And yeah, apologies to those of you whose question either didn't get asked or didn't make the edit. Yeah, we'd um, looking ahead, we'd be keen to touch base with John and Dave as this project develops. So let us know feedback to the episodes and pass on any thoughts. Uh, But until then, thanks all for listening and we'll see you at the next one.